With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No Big Ten football? Doesn't look like it. Uh, Joe, they must be getting some information on what's going to happen this fall that uh, we don't have, don't you think, about how... uh, how this thing's going to get worse uh, mm-hmm. when the when the flu season meets the the still strong COVID or something because yeah. uh, to pull the plug right now on all four sports uh, when a lot of other things are opening up and they're competing and everything. The other possibility is they just realize that it's anti, you know, it's it's non-productive to play in front of empty arenas. That doesn't, you know, play in front of empty uh, stadiums. Uh, they want to they want to play when Ohio State can at least put fifty thousand people in their stadium instead right. of you know eighty or ninety. Uh, you know, what what sense is there in the Gophers playing a football season and they they have the state telling them they can put fifteen hundred people in there? You yeah. Know? So I don't know what it is, but I I got to think they're getting bad information. Well, I mean, I mean, yeah. not not bad information in the fact well, they're getting bad information, but the yeah. fact they're telling them it's going to be bad. Well, news. I don't know if this is going to help or hurt the cause, but 27 minutes ago, the president tweeted the following: "Play college football with an exclamation point." <laughs> All right, what a sportsman! All right, well, see, he's got it backwards though again. It, it, he he, if yes. he had tweeted. Absolutely, every single major college should not play football this fall. They would all open and play football. That's true. Yep. But uh, the SEC, baby, they aren't giving up yet. No, they they might have their own championship. Call it the Fauci Cup or something <laughs> and play for it. And uh, but I mean, they got a team in Texas where they they're getting the crap kicked out of them by this thing. And Louisiana's been awful from the get go. But uh, you think they're going to tell the defending national champion Bayou Bengals not to play again this year? No. So I, I don't know what's going to happen. But it, uh, it uh, the Big Ten, the only I don't trust Kevin Warren. By the way, the new commissioner, former president of the Vikings, I think he wants to be a. I think he wants to be a big leader of uh, of uh, college sports and a very concerned and uh, that kind of guy. So mm-hmm. I think he's uh, he's probably pushing the league towards this. Although the university, it sounds like vote? the presidents, the presidents had a two day meeting apparently, and they must have decided to shut her down. So what's with smaller conferences like MIAC? Are they playing? MIAC is going to try to play next spring, probably oh, a five game schedule, but. Yeah. I did a piece on it. St. John's has not given up on the idea that come next April or so that they can play that last ever game against the Tommies in mm-hmm. U.S. Bank Stadium with a crowd. So, oh, boy. Wow. But I, I think that's a very long shot that that would happen. Say, I meant to ask you this. Uh, every time I watch the Twins, no matter where they are, there are people in the stands. No. Are those employees? No. Those are cardboard cutouts. No, no, no. no. I'm not that stupid. One of them was a, of them was a oh, weekend there are, at Bernie's. Yeah, there are a few employees and a few. I know that. Yeah, yeah, Fred's Pat. I think friends. a giant Fauci head was a, a person in the stands. 
I thought maybe you were across the oh, room. No, no, I no. Maybe you were across the room. You know? <laughs> yeah, across the room. Yeah, hey, you know, <laughs> okay, I'm glad. Look at all that, those fat people. When did Kirby Puckett get back? How's he at Target Field? <laughs> Holy cow! What Puck's made an amazing recovery. His vision is back, and he's no longer dead. That's amazing. Oh <laughs> Yeah. Okay. No, I see well, people yeah, in the stand. A few. Well, yeah. it was like golf yesterday. There was suddenly some. Who, who were these people cheering? Well, there were smatterings of applause. Yeah, I don't know who they how were. Did they, they get in there. They were see, they the workers? Uh, I don't know. Somebody climbing over the fence or something there. I tell you part. that every every year. I've told you this before. Every year, I pick five guys who've never won a major. Yeah, this kid. And then I put out, uh, okay, I predict one of these five guys is going to win a major this year. I'm not saying which major. Uh, but I've tradition, traditionally, for the past couple of years, I've used Fowler, Fleetwood, and Finau. They're now off my list. I don't think any of them will ever win a major. I thought Finau played really good yesterday, though. Yeah, yeah. but um, what would have happened if he got within if he would, if he 10 feet of the he, winning putt? Yeah, well, that's true. He was Fowler didn't even field. make the cut, and Fleetwood no. fell into the lower half of the field. Fleetwood can disappear in that fourth round. Yes, yeah, he, he can. Was, wasn't he in like the second group? Or yes, the yes, yeah, yes. Like that. Yeah. That that course freaked me out, man. I thought I it was spooky. It. I thought it was spooky. Oh, it looked like I, a Halloween course to me. I loved it though, with the big old cypress trees and the yeah, fog. Yeah, I like that. The, I like that. They were you know, kind of haunting. Well, were, one one reason it worked is because the ball does not. I mean, they still hit at three forty once in a while if they really stepped on it, but the ball does not carry in that heavy air. Mm-hmm. Like uh, it was cold and. What was it, like 61 degrees or something, right? The Olympic Club is directly across the street. Yes, yeah. I've uh, When I left the Olympic Club, when I uh, took my game to that golf course and uh, and was soundly defeated, was your game at that time? soundly <laughs> defeated, uh, you, you drive on that Skyline Drive, and down below on Lake Merced is uh, that other golf course, and it looks... It, it, I think that was so long ago, it was before the 2003 restoration. And uh, but boy, it's I, I like it because it's uh, it's man, the the secret of controlling these guys from absolutely destroying your course is if you miss a fairway, you pay for it, right? And that rough was nasty. DeChambeau looks like Popeye. I know he's it's it's freaky. I it's don't like it. I, it. I agree. I Plus agree. Plus, you throw in the stiff swing that he, you know, this yeah. that he he wants to do intentionally. This every movement is mechanical, and it's uh, it's spooky, man. I find myself rooting against him just because I don't, you know, I I don't like the way he looks. He's I don't Mongo. Like the way he sings a club. He is Mongo. He's Mongo. He's yes. breaking his own clubs not out of anger, but because he's Mongo. Oh, yes. broke another club. Mongo only pawn in Game of Life. It right. is amazing, though, when he gets his 275 brick outhouse body into one and where he hits the damn thing. It's, oh. it's, he hits it 12 miles up in the air and it stays there for a month. Mm-hmm. But uh, How about the trophy? When he uh, uh, puts the trophy up and the top falls off, did you see that after? No, he, was, he held up. The that trophy. wasn't him. He didn't win. No, no. The uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Chris. Uh, Colin Morikawa. Yeah, Colin yeah, Morikawa. Yeah. He held up the trophy in hey, and the top went flying off. <laughs> oh, I predict he'll win another major or two. Oh God, he can, what can he play? He can Woo. play, and he, uh, you know, he won Jack's event what less than a month ago, right? Yeah, that's the right. Memorial. Yeah, and that apparently that uh, shot he hit on sixteen uh, was. Uh, uh, kind of made for him, uh, you know, because he's he's got that fade that uh, you know his natural swing is a fade, and they basically uh, said how that hole was set up for him. But man, alive, that you went right around that corner there and uh, seven feet. Let's go. I'm not prepared to say Eldrick is done, but because he won the Masters last year, we thought we, we would okay. never see that again. But he doesn't look comfortable, does He's he? He's done on golf courses like that where you yeah. got to hit it straight. Yeah. He can't. He did. He cannot hit it straight for seventy-two holes. He can. Right. He misses. I mean, the first day, he made uh, what one hundred and twenty feet of putts or something, mm-hmm. and that's how he shot sixty-eight. He hit what four fairways or something mm-hmm. the first day and shot mm-hmm. sixty-eight. Is he a guy that'll just keep playing on the tour as long as? <sighs> Well, yeah, I mean, he'll play in the major events. He hasn't, one of his problems now is he hasn't played hardly at all this year. I mean, a lot of them haven't played, but he didn't, 
he didn't go back out and start playing when they started playing right. again. So how many plays was this his fourth event, Joe? I think I don't. I'm not sure it was even his fourth. And he played at Jack's event and he played this one and the. I think that's. I think this was yeah. his second event. But the reason he can win at Augusta is there's no rough. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he missed the fairway. You're sitting in an inch, inch of rust unless you hit it far enough offline to get behind a tree. Yeah. You know, he can, you know, he can, he, he, he's not going to, every time you miss the fairway at that golf course, you were probably going to make bogey. And uh, at Augusta, if you miss the fairway, you can make birdie. You know? Yeah. So. What's with I, your ball club, Patrick? Uh, well, uh, the, uh, they signed uh, four guys, they brought in four guys who were in their mid-30s or older and three of them are broken down like a couple of old sports talk hosts, man. Yeah. <laughs> only one of my eight is the only one. And by the way, we had to slip him an extra day's rest for, you know. Uh, if Rocco's, if Rocco was the head of uh, a factory, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Let's say a factory, Ford, you know, the Ford factory, the yep. main Ford yep. factory. Right. They would all be getting like three days off a week. What oh, they, I mean, they, they, <laughs> it cost them millions, man. Yeah. It cost them millions because so you're ah, saying, you know, you know, Bill looks a little tired. He's play. He's worked two days in a row. Stay home, Bill. So That's he would. They would all have that Joe Souchere fifteen hundred ESPN summer schedule. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> yeah. They would all have summer hours like we had in the grueling Monday night sports talk when we reduced it from two hours to one and a half. Yeah. Summer hours. He's, he believes in summer hours, but Donaldson, God Almighty, you know, 2018, there were 2017 and 18, he had that calf problem. 18, he missed damn near the whole year. 19, he stayed healthy, he had a great year for Atlanta. They signed him on that, but now it's, I don't know, him having a bad calf. Apparently he's like Fuzzy Zeller having a bad back when it snapped yeah. when it when it rose up. He might not play this year. Well, and plus, not to mention, and he might have been hurt all along, but he wasn't even that great before he got hurt. Well, five six games is a little hard to tell. How you like Miguel, Joe? Well, Who was uh You know, you used to go to uh, uh, little league. We were talking about little league baseball the other day, and you know, see, I saw your kids playing. The, the the kid who struck out every time he batted. Yeah, that's Miguel. Yeah. He's now 45 at bats, 23 strikeouts. Wow. Isn't that something? Over so, 50%. You're comparing me to Miguel Sano. <laughs> yes, right, I, I right. take that compliment. Thank you. That's right. Except uh, he looks to me like he beefed up a little during the, uh, the pandemic. The pandemic. He's not, he's not as enormous as he was at the start of last year when his face was, uh, you know, he had this giant face. But... Uh, He's uh he's not as good a shape as he was this spring, that's for sure. Where's my guy that we all love to watch run the bases cuz he was just a mess and his hat had fall go, off go. and No, no. Uh who am I thinking of? The guy last year. Uh big mm-hmm. tubby guy. Uh Oh, Willens Ostadio. Ostadio, where is he? He tested positive for COVID him and uh him and Miguel Sano. By the way, that was an exacta that paid two dollars and ten cents. Those were your two. Uh, those were your two favorites. And uh, well, wait, what about Eddie? Wouldn't Eddie have been Eddie a favorite? Eddie would have been a third stringer. Yeah, okay. he would have been the third choice if it was a trifecta. You would have had Eddie. Well, is Williams done for the year? Well, we don't know. They don't. They sent him. A, I don't know if he's over in St. Paul working out or if they shut him down or what. No updates uh, on uh, what's what's going on with him. But uh, Joe. 28 players, right? Now? Yeah. Yeah. 16 pitchers. Yeah. The Kelvin, hell with them. Kelvin I hope they never had... win another game. <laughs> Kelvin wouldn't go for this. No kidding. Yeah. I told Reavers earlier today, one year, they used to, in April, you could, early years the Twins were here, the baseball rules where you could keep 28 players in April because the pitchers, the idea being use, keep extra pitchers. One year, Calvin was so uh, worried about his pitchers getting too much work, he had nine pitchers and 19 position players yep. <laughs> in April. And now that we're going to have 19 pitchers and nine position players before these idiots are done. Mm-hmm. At Thorpe. Milwaukee tonight. 
Lou Thorpe has embarrassed the entire continent of Australia, and he still can't get knocked off the team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Milwaukee tonight, and the Brewer, much like the Royals, who weren't scoring any runs, and then right before the Twins got there, they scored 13 against the Cubs mm-hmm. and then played good. The Brewers weren't scoring any runs, and I think they got 9 or 10 yesterday and beat uh, Cincinnati. Cincinnati bad. Yeah. yeah. So uh, maybe they're getting warming up just in time. But we got Dobnik, our savior tonight. So, right? He's the stopper now. He is. He is. He's a great story, Joe. This guy is. uh, Those photos of him as a kid at PNC were pretty cool last week. Oh, yeah. Because he was a huge Pirates fan growing up. Alderson Brodus College in West Virginia Hills, man. Ooh. Yeah. A Division II college in. and his dad is a little bit blue collar. I talked to his dad last year. Apparently, the strip had kind of a companion uh, deal on their internet while the game was going on. He pitched last time. They had family members on for an hour talking about, telling stories about him while the game was going on. Oh, really? And he pitched good too. So, anyway, I don't know. They uh, they aren't hitting, and uh, you know they're they're not real good in the field, and. I don't know, and they're just, you know. A week ago, they were going to the World Series. Mm-hmm. The Wild was going to the Wild had won the first one 3-0. They were going to the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, the Loons couldn't, you know, they were just beating teams bloody. And, uh, what about the Lynx? And uh, Gopher football was getting ready to go to the Rose Bowl. Yep. And uh, the Lynx are... Uh, you know, the Lynx. Yeah, the Lynx are... <laughs> You know they're they they exist, but uh, and then a week later, we stinks. We do. We all stinks. It. I think that the absence of fans is very meaningful. I uh, do too. It, it it has changed the dynamic uh, of the of the experience. It reduces uh, urgency of the athletes, I believe. Well, that and and it. The presence of fans makes a major league sporting event a news item because you never yes. know what might happen. Yes. And now it's it's almost like watching them intramurally. Uh, it's uh, I don't know how to phrase it. But I know what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's just different. It's so different. The great Ray Fitzgerald from the Boston Globe, who died young at 56 or seven. Uh, but he was a columnist there and, and, you know, sort of the mentor to the great Lee Montville. Right. And uh, Ray Fitzgerald's, the line I remember is, sports are important because there are people there. That's right. People who say you're in the toy department. Right. And, uh, well, we're not because there's people there. And now there's no people there. Right. It seems less like a news item than it does with fans. That's what I'm trying to say. I think you're right. It seems less newsworthy. Maybe that's what I'm trying to say. Uh, Yes. And uh, Can you imagine the NFL without fans? I can't. Yeah, well, they're going to... I, I don't know what they're, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna play. They're not gonna you know. They'll uh Judd and I were talking earlier today. Judd said if someone does die from the COVID, one of their players, they will have a moment of silence before right. they kick off. <laughs> <laughs> yes. they, hey, they, they played the weekend JFK got killed. Yeah, they did. Uh, and then uh, didn't Roselle always say that was the biggest mistake he ever yep. made? Yes, he um, did. And he, he was right about that. But yep. And that was before TV would uh, take anything they could get. So Right. What did you think of the Wild? Uh, they uh, Did you watch any, Joe? Did you end up caving uh, and watching any? No, no, because I'm not waiting up till midnight to watch a hockey yeah, game. It was were. worse than that. I think the overtime game was like 1 a.m., wasn't it? Was, yeah. it I, yeah. I almost made it. I, it was a because fr- it was Friday night. You I, know. I didn't. You know, that game ended about the time I'm getting up to take my midnight, <laughs> middle of the night whiz, for goodness yeah. sakes. It was. Matthew was out east, and they found it out east mm-hmm. right at the end of regulation. So with uh-huh. 30 seconds of regular, they're like, all right. So they had to go through all the, yeah. you know, in between, and then they all get settled in. It's about Boom. one or whatever, 11 seconds in. I didn't see it. What happened? The guy just fired from the point and went in or Got what? Got it, and boom, he went right just Oh, right did he walk legs. into the net or what? Did he? Where, no, where he, did he shoot it from? Uh, I think it was the. He didn't go right up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up. Well, so you're saying that point. Joe, what you're saying is, 
afternoon playoff hockey in the middle of August didn't do a whole lot for <laughs> it, you. It really, it really didn't. It really and did. by the way, they originally told us these weren't playoff games because you had to get in the 16 to be in the playoffs. And then they declared, so we now are going to have the Wild. Next year you'll be writing the Wild who have made the playoffs six of the last seven yeah, years. Right. Half year. If you don't finish in the top 16... By the way, how about all the uh, lower seeds that beat the higher seeds? It was uh, mm-hmm. the Wild were, but the I think the Wild were the only one in the West that was a lower seed that didn't win, right? Weren't they? Tell, I tell you what, though, I love that primetime golf when they're on the West Coast. Oh God, I do. God, too. I love that. I watched. I hadn't watched a lot of golf since they returned, but I watched about five hours yesterday. Yeah, you know. It kind of gets on my nerves to have that many leaders, though, doesn't it? Oh, my I word. Don't, I don't want to have to keep track of eight, nine guys. Yeah. You know? you know what's also kind of fun? When Tiger's not in it, you don't have to see every shot Tiger is taking or every, right. every time he's contemplating anything. You can watch the guys who are actually going to win the tournament. Right. right. Uh, ten have scored uh, just from the point. They put it deep in the zone. Somebody shot it back out to him, and he just won. Boom. Boom right through so where where to go? Which hole? Uh, it was upper corner. Upper right. <laughs> so uh, one, two. That's three. a five. Yeah, isn't that's it? a five hole, right? It's a five holer. Over on the right shoulder. That's now, a five holer. Do they remain in the bubble or are they dismissed? No, no, they're they're home. They're, they're at home. the lake. Okay, they they're at the lake. In fact, uh, today I saw the uh, the kid from Russia made his way back to the Twin Cities. Kaprasov or Kaprizov or whatever oh, we're calling he, him now. He finally showed he up. He finally got here. He got his who's visa. the number one draft pick? With a, does he have oh. a French name? Oh, who's Canadian who will kid? be? There's some hotshot Canadian He's kid. supposed to be better than Crosby or of that level. Ooh, so we want to win that one, huh? You got a 14% chance 14% now. 14% chance, yeah. yeah. Well, don't they, they Isn't know. that today? Aren't they deciding that? Isn't the lottery today for the NHL? I don't know. Oh. Well, how the hell would we know? Where when does the next season start? Do we know that? Uh, no, but a lot of people think January 1 or something. Oh, jeez, Louise. Yeah. Well, of course, well, again, what NBA difference does it make if probably, there's no fans? NBA is probably going to start December 25th. Mm-hmm. Now, i got to tell you something. Mm-hmm. I'm a big believer in the New York Times. I think they do a great – I think it's a great newspaper. I loathe me. that paper. I loathe it. <laughs> well, the effort they put into, however – Putting out a publication is amazing. They still go places and do things, right? Yeah. yeah. They got European correspondence, and they, you know, you pick it up on Sunday, and they, you know, they might have a sports writer in Norway covering uh, scuba diving or some damn thing. I mean, they do these great old pieces that Sports Illustrated used to do, right? Uh huh. But I can't believe that Donald Trump had people checking to see if he could get on Mount Rushmore. <laughs> well, that's I'm sorry. I think I cannot I cannot back the New York Times on this scoop. I he's 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 a mentally disturbed narcissist. We can all agree on that. Even the Trump supporters got to admit that he's a crazed narcissist. But no, it did not happen. Unless it was at a cocktail party and somebody said, somebody from the White House said, yeah, I suppose Trump wants to get his head on the mount right. This could not have been a serious suggestion. (laughs) He said uh, he denies that his people ever made these efforts to see if he could get on the on the mountain. But he said, I think it sounds like a really good idea. <laughs> well, then he's, he's saying, I'll give him credit for that. He's agitating. You know what that. he should yeah. do? He should take the photo of Mount Rushmore and then take out the Sharpie and just yeah, know, right, right, draw, right. draw his face. Throw that, little, throw that little <laughs> right. line. You know, draw that little line that the hurricane coming right here. Right. You know, draw I'm hurricane. still trying to figure out why he changed the course of a hurricane. <laughs> because... He said it was threatening Alabama, and everybody says, no, it's not. No, it is. He said, yes, Yes, it is. is. Look, right? Look at it. I drew with my Sharpie. Little lines here. I could. uh, It's got to be exhausting for him to spend so much time. Covering his tracks? No, to spend so much time worrying about stuff that doesn't mean a damn thing. Oh, I think it's fun. I think it's fun. Isn't it? Come on. Well, I think it's... Well, the fun. entertainment value is it's, undeniable. Yes, but the fact that 
okay, they're making fun of me for, you know, you should make fun of the, you know, the media for making a big deal about you saying Alabama might get hit by, you know, you should be saying, yeah, okay, I screwed up. Who cares? You know, <laughs> is it going to be, is it going to harm Alabama if they're being cautious here? No, but he can't do that. He's got to be right. But Joe, you missed it. We did get the deep Roycey belly laugh when he saw the headline of uh, the Mount Rushmore. <laughs> I hadn't seen it. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh... I hadn't seen it. <laughs> I throw him up there and say, some were better than others. You yeah. Know? <laughs> when he appeared at the in the hills over yes. the Fourth of July, yeah. the governor Christie is it Christie, Christie Nome Nome, yep, uh, a babe by the way. She gave him a replica of the of the mountain with okay. with him on with there. his head on. I now. think that's where it started. That's, oh, oh, that's yeah. probably okay. did. Okay, okay. When is uh, is, Stur- is this uh, Sturgis? Oh, yeah. right You're, now. In right now, right You're in it right now, baby. You're in it right now. In fact, the group Smash Mouth performed when they said. Bleep this COVID bleep. We're playing anyway, and now they're being canceled. The uh, the group oh, Smash around the Mouth. country. Oh yeah, they're very upset with Who Smash, is Smash Mouth. Mouth? What I didn't play? know they still existed. Somebody once told me. <laughs> oh, no. Um, you know when you've watched Shrek eight thousand times with the grandkids, Shrek. that's one of the songs. Oh okay. Uh, walking on the sun. Not a big. Yeah, not a big. I don't, I don't watch Shrek. They're I, right uh, next to. Shakira. I watch the Minions. If the Shakira. Minions are on, I'll watch the Minions. You, you know what Pat would love? I like you guys. I uh, grew. I like grew. Yeah. Pat, you would love these two brothers. They're brothers and brothers, uh, in Gary, Indiana, who are creating a success for themselves on a YouTube channel, filming themselves reacting to songs they've never heard before. <laughs> Stuff like by, by Dolly Parton, yeah. the Carpenters, uh, <laughs> Phil Collins. And they are charming as hell, and it's hilarious now, to watch like, these kids. Some of them they like, and some of them they hate. Or what? they're not—they're not dismissive. The one I got the biggest kick out of was "In the Air Tonight" by uh, Genesis or Phil Collins. Oh yeah, and, and they and, drive you nuts. Oh sure, but they didn't let it drive them nuts. They. Mm-hmm. They just have more fun doing this. Uh, it's just amazing to watch them. It's really That's hilarious. What the internet should be. Yeah, yeah. Really, uh, yeah. Alexis Lafreniere is the. Uh, is the pick I think you're thinking about, Joe? Oh yeah, and they're supposed to be pretty good. Their YouTube channel, Pat, is called Twins: The New Thread. Is their uh, and they reacted to Jolene by Dolly Parton and Jolene. stuff. It's, oh, it's pretty yeah. funny. Jolene. It's pretty funny. In fact, they reacted to one guy that they didn't realize was white, and they went, "Damn!" <laughs> <laughs> you know what I discovered yesterday that I had no idea? Cameron Champ yeah. is biracial. I didn't know that. Uh, Cameron Champ. Grandpa was his uh, guy that got him into golf, mm-hmm. and uh, and Grandpa died. I think he won last year, right? He won an event, and mm-hmm. then Grandpa died. They, his father put Grandpa on the phone on the on the 18th green, yep. and and the kid was crying because oh this was his guy, and a, Grandpa died about four days later or something, and. And then his dad, but Grandpa was black and married to a white gal, okay. and then Dad is black and and married to a white girl, and and Cameron, those uh, the white uh, the white maternity uh, genes have been very strong, but uh, he's uh, you know his uh, Grandpa and, and and he he won like some kind of Charlie Sifford award or something, or he got an invitation huh. the the Charlie Sifford invitation to the L.A. Open or something, so. Mm-hmm. He'll hit it a ways. Where is the U.S. Open this year? Whistling? No. Uh, where is Aaron, it? Aaron, it's not Aaron Hills, is it? Where is it? I don't know. Get up. Right? I don't know. I know. Isn't that it's the not, next major? Yes, but it's not Aaron Hills in New York. In is the British Open? It's played. at Wingfoot. Wingfoot, oh, that's Wingfoot, right. Okay. Wingfoot. You and I, I co- both covered U.S. Opens at Wingfoot. I covered Hale Irwin's victory there in 1974. I covered uh, the one where he got beat. In was it eighty four? Ten years later, when uh, Fuzzy won it, right? Fuzzy beat him in a playoff, right? Mm-hmm. On Sunday, on Saturday, and that was when I first saw taunting on a golf course. <laughs> yeah, what play white it? balls. New York. He was playing a yellow ball back then when everybody was using the colored okay. balls. Yep. And on Saturday, these college students got out there and they were full of beer and they started chanting at him play white balls play white balls and he they could see it 
got oh, to him. Got to him. So then they wouldn't yeah. shut up. Oh. And he was, he was just red in the head. He went all to hell. Oh. And uh, and then he ended up in a playoff with Fuzzy. And uh, remember Fuzzy waving the towel that he lost the match. And then uh, that was to Norman, though, right? Norman was the third guy in that battle, right? The year uh, that I had it, 74, Hale wins it. And the next morning, as I opened my hotel door to leave, the across-the-hall hotel yeah. door opens to leave, and it was Hale Irwin. <laughs> okay. So I, I could have sat there all night getting a hell of a story had I known <laughs> he was across the hall. That's right. Well, he probably was drinking in there, too. Well, right? I don't know. I don't know. Well, well, you had to be I, in bed by 9.30. You and I so. hanging out with Hal years later at the Jewel. Right? Oh, down in Fort, or, uh, yeah, Lake City. And he right. was just a... He was just a charmer yeah, that day because yeah, yeah. he was trying to sell something. Right. He could be a little, uh, he could be a little grumpy. Mm-hmm. But I was there at uh, Medina when he uh, when he made the putt. So. Saddest moment in sports. To, yeah, to, Mike Donald. Mike Donald standing off to the side, shoulders sh- uh, slumped, knowing he'll never get that close yeah, again. Yeah, and uh, and a guy who lived with mom. He lived with his mother in <laughs> lived Florida. Lived with mom in Florida and was just a. You know, a journeyman on the thing, and uh, had it uh, had it won. We all thought so. That was the year that Curtis Strange was going for three in a row, and he lost about thirty pounds because yeah. of his nerves. He couldn't wear his pants. Right. Wow. So, how yeah. about speaking of nerves? Nice job, Kepka, after shooting off your mouth about DJ oh. only wanting one major, yeah. winning one major. Kepka seems like a kind of a brat. Yeah, he is. I think so. He's he. Uh, we used to be impressed by his muscles until we saw D Man Mountain DeChambo. Mongo. Mongo. <laughs> Mongo brake driver. That's right. But it was nice to spend some time sitting down watching golf on a funky golf course. I thought it was great. I yeah. hadn't done that on a Sunday in a long time. No, and especially when the leaders don't go off till about five. <laughs> I love that. Four forty, yeah. It's uh you can uh you can do something. I didn't get the good full night's sleep though. I fell asleep on the couch watching TV, and I got my, I got knocked out of off the couch at about one thirty this morning. Man, alive! That was. Plus, I spent uh, a lot of time last night watching that lightning show. Wow! Woo-hoo. And uh, and you got you got a little hail, did you? Uh, we had no hail that I'm aware of. Oh, I did. I bet yeah. we had four inches of we rain. Well, Chan Hassan was supposed to have gotten. Four or five inches yeah, well, of rain. I my rain gauge said just under four, but I'm west of Chanhassen by about ten miles. Too bad Richard Ricey isn't your neighbor. Why is that? Because after a rain like that, he would have went and emptied it out the rain gauge, and then then about two three days later, when there was a, just a little tiny drizzle, he would have came over and <laughs> poured like, filled her up. Poured like, that's what he used to do to poor Abel Chapey. Because uh, Abel was very proud of his rain gauge and very worried about what he was going to do in his garden. So the old man would get up at 2 o'clock well, in the morning I did try to empty it out or fill it up, one of the two. I did try pulling something up because we've got one of those um, kids' swing sets in the backyard in which the oldest boy doesn't really have much interest in anymore. Yes. But it's right in the way of where I want to cut the grass and everything. Sure. So I'm trying to find reasons to convince her to get rid of it. and. She texted me because she's out of town with the fellas visiting some family. She said, how bad was the storm? And I responded, oh, you should see the swing set. It's, it's really you bad. You tell him. The junk man yeah. came to get it already. <laughs> right. I just, you, can't, you can't take a kid's swing set. What's wrong know, with you? I'm going to wait a little no, bit. Leland's old. He doesn't like swing sets right. anymore. He's already interested in girls anyway. It's, yeah, yeah, right. He's done with the swing set. He's going to be a He's going to be a hound. Oh, though, he is going to be he trouble. I'll that, never forget he has that, that kid. Glint in his eye. Wasn't that the kid we put in the race, the oh, baby yeah. race? Oh, yeah. he, and he started going the other way, <laughs> and going around in circles. Had no idea what the hell he was doing. Yeah. He was uh, he was kind of not really the showman he is today because he sat there, looked at the crowd, and went, "What am I supposed to do here?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then he took off the wrong way. That's that's uh, entertainment. That see, that's memorable. He just does what he's supposed to do. You're not going to remember. That's so. True. This was the first. Year you weren't at the fair since when? 1993. And this would have been one. Well, 93 was the first year I was at the fair. So yeah. this is the first time since 92. Wow. And this would have been a nice late starter, too. I'm always big on late Labor Day. I like late mm-hmm. Labor Day. And this is as late as it gets, right? Well, yeah. Seventh. So 
Pat, mm-hmm. I grew to love it. I'm going to miss it. It was. It became an important part of the whole Garage Logic theme over the years. Plus, you don't get to see Big John now. You know, yeah, Big John, yeah. Ingy. Pat, what would be your? How's Ingy doing health wise? He's good. He's doing Pretty good. good. He's he emails us once in a while. He yeah. had a milestone um, anniversary at the post office recently. So really, he's, he's five happy. weeks. Yeah, five <laughs> weeks. He delivered mail for five weeks. Pat, what would be your top five state fair memories in doing all those broadcasts at the uh, at the, at the Great Minnesota Get Together? Oh, my, my number one all time favorite is that back when we had the previous location, and Joe and I were it was a Monday. We were yep. there on Saturdays that year, and we got a little tired of it by then. So we closed the curtain in front. <laughs> And then charged, what, 50 cents for people to come and look through this thing? (laughs) See if we were there. We were going to give the money to uh, that charity that we always uh, gave it to. MD, yeah, MD, yeah. If you buck or make a donation and you can look in the window to see See if if we're we're here. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of them was the early years when the equipment didn't work. Oh, yeah. You know, it was was great. It was a house trailer or something. Yeah, it was a house trailer. It could could have tipped it over with it. Last night's wind would have took that baby over in the grandstand. (laughs) I think the biggest... The, the biggest uh, wool that was pulled over on people's eyes is the bungee jump. Remember when we recorded, oh, yeah. did I really bungee jump or not? Yeah. Yeah. And we went in the back, and I recorded uh, <laughs> a jump as if to go, ah! and but, Joe is opening and closing doors. But we, we did get you on the uh, ejector seat. I did do the ejector, ejector seat. seat. We got you on that one. Yeah. And that was oh. at night. When they didn't have lights up yeah. there. So it's just basically, I bought the video and it's a black <laughs> picture of me going, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> you can't see anything. Yeah, we got but you. I was on that we one. got you on those ones. I enjoyed the, uh, I did enjoy the, uh, when the uh, Winter Carnival guys came over. And oh, we, the Volks? They Volks. threw, they threw oh. me up in the air and I, it was an argument as to oh. whether I had left the vinyl or not. No, whether, and you, you know what you remember? I actually you're... attained air, right? <laughs> I have air. <laughs> those guys, I got air. Those guys were all red faced, strong. You know, they look like they that was the collapse. bounce. That was the bouncing team. That was the bouncing team. Yeah, the winter carnival bouncing team. That was the Saturday. Hey, morning. the uh, the early years of the baby with the walk though were phenomenal. Oh, Reavers. Hard to I mean, top. we had a hundred and some people with their babies there to be abused and i occasionally still meet somebody who said you know i went through the line <laughs> and they're now like obstetricians yes, lawyers right. yeah, <laughs> yeah that's that gives you a real sign that, well was uh, mclaren the first no, no, she wasn't the first. But I, she, she, was, got she got Foghorn. She got Foghorn. Did she inspire it then? I mean, which... I don't know if we had had it. Well, she's 24 now, so that could have been. Yeah, oh, I don't yeah, think yeah. she was the first, but she okay. may have been. Do you remember? Uh, remember how normally we would we would have Foghorn the name Savannah. Oh yeah, right. We ended up saying that is the most <laughs> wonderful yeah, name, Savannah name. and Wheeler. These are great names, These are man. Oh yeah, you're fantastic. in. You got that. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> That's like when. Uh, that's those are Jenny's kids. That's like when I was doing the Saturday show one day and you weren't there and uh, went off on our tirade about, you know, how come the deficit was a big problem when uh, Clinton was the president, but now we don't care about the deficit and uh, oh and uh, that was going on and on and uh, you know, and we got a call from Rick and Rick was going to uh, uh, explain this to me and. Rookie with his uh, with his mouth, he just said, "It's Mister Hubbard." <laughs> <laughs> so in the I said, "Yes, said Rick." Uh, blah blah blah. Yeah. He talked for a minute, and I said, "That makes perfect sense." I guess you explained it to me. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Rick. I appreciate it. One thing that allowed us to stay so long. Is cowardice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's right. Backing down, right. That's right. Who was Changing our mind allowed <laughs> yes. us to stay there a lot. <laughs> yes. Oh, remember the uh, April Fools when the Vikings were, were moving yeah. and people threatened to come and kick we your had, asses. We had Wait, my, I don't know this story. We oh, had, we God. Had I thought we were going to die. We had the lawyer on. It was April yeah. Fools' Day. It was a Saturday. And I said to this guy, a friend of mine, I said, yeah, look, you're going to no. be a guy. Well, I was saying my friend Buck Harvey, who's a real Buck guy Har- from yep. the San Antonio, 
newspaper yeah. was reporting that the Vikings would be moving to San Antonio at the end of the season. Yeah. And Red was taking them home. Right. And that and they were calling downstairs from the newsroom. Right. To uh they were gonna come up and get oh, film my play. <laughs> and uh the callers were furious. And and, and, you, and we got Dawson to call in and yeah. uh Dawson to call in. He was Buck he, Harvey. He was perfect as Buck Harvey and yeah. sold it perfect. Yeah. And then we took a break. Well, there it is like ten to twelve we took or ten to eleven we took the break and said, Well, there you got it. I mean, Buck I know Buck. Buck and I have been friends for years. He wouldn't lie about Buck this. Harvey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pat, my favorite change in our mind story. Because we did that a lot. But that, uh, well, we should point out that some guy called. Physically threatened. Some guy yeah. called. Yeah. Uh, he and, said, if this and, isn't and for real. And he sounded aggressive, and he said, if this isn't for real, I'm going to come down here and beat the crap out of you two guys. <laughs> and we came back at 11 and said, okay, it's We're April KB. Fool's We're Day. <laughs> Remember, uh, no name shall be used yeah. because it was all in good fun. Uh, there was an anchor woman. Yes. Uh, five. Yes. Who uh, would occasionally boast of her daughter's wardrobe, uh, that her their kid had a real fancy jacket or a coat or yeah, something. Yeah. And so we 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 lit up into that and had a lot of fun with it. Mm -hmm. Next thing you know, there's a car pulls up, mm -hmm. and it's our superiors at the highest level <laughs> instructing us to never say anything again about anybody on TV. And we said, we sure as hell, we will absolutely <laughs> never say <laughs> never another saying, word. We were just thinking no, that. Yeah, we, we were just, just thinking we shouldn't have said that. Uh, you know, we, we, thought it was, we thought it was funny, but in retrospect, it you're was really right. That tasteless. wasn't funny. <laughs> that was not funny. <laughs> and you're uh, right. You're how do you right. think that poor little girl might feel? We would just feel bad. Yeah. Would you like to send her cash? <laughs> 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 Who else did you back down with? Was it Ray Miller? Ray Miller. Ray Miller. Yeah. You're ripping him left and right, and then and then he then gets he on the air, and we're going up. We said, Ray, well, you know, how uh, you doing, how Ray? You doing, Ray, good luck to you. <laughs> you what did Quillacy do to us one time? Did he use drop the f bomb on the air? Yes, he did. Yeah, because we had he was on, and then we had the we played we played the. Either Bill uh, Larry King, Larry King call. Yeah, oh, yeah. and he There's said, "Larry, my Bill, yeah, Bill Quellis." He, he thought it was funnier than hell, but he threw out an f bomb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. By the way, D, uh, uh, yesterday, uh, pretty uh, Justin Thomas. That was a pretty good f bomb. Oh, I heard that. That yeah. was a good one. Yeah, I said to Reavers earlier <laughs> that was today. That's a good one. <laughs> he says, "You gotta be bleeping kidding me!" Yeah, yeah. And I said, "I only heard that on a golf course not more than seven, eight thousand times." Right, right. right. You gotta be bleeping kidding me is the right. battle cry of bad golf, right? Right. There. And then, but when he said it, it really was had to be bad. Oh yeah, and it it and they didn't make a big deal out of it. No. They probably have been told. If you make a big deal out of it, then everybody's going to say, okay, what they say? We're going to call up. And, uh, and they're not, the players aren't mic'd. That was just picked up by the boom mic that was walking along with them. Oh, yeah. Right. But yeah. He, he, he'd, he'd hit about three, four, five. Tiger back in the day would have called them all lip outs. None of them were really lip outs, but they were like on the edge. And, uh, and in the, about the third one, the putt went the way he didn't want to. And, uh, I'm going to tell you something. You haven't played golf this year, have you? No, got it. Okay. Great. Among the COVID <laughs> rules, among the COVID rules okay. is a the pin stays in the cup. Yeah. But it's a false cup uh, with a piece of wood, a circular piece of wood, so that if you sink a putt, the ball literally does not go down into a hole. It just okay. rings around this hunk of wood. And so you just go down and grab the, it with your no. You can't. Nails, I'm right. telling you. I'm insisting that. The ball is, and I'm not making this up, the ball is being deprived of any gravitational pull into oh, the okay. hole. I'm not making this up. And so I, I've, I've had, I'm not that good of a putter, but I've had 20 putts this year that were in that little yes. round circle of wood and then zipped right out of the cup again. And I'm, a, I'm lobbying people to change the rules that if that ball touches the cup, it's in. Yes, I would agree with that because it's like playing it starts, on Pluto. There's no when gravity. When it starts circling, it goes down. You know, when it starts, it's right. When it starts circling, it's going to go down. But if there's no circling to be done, uh, it's not going to go down. I'm yeah. not the chat room type, but I bet I could go on some golf 
uh, sites where guys talk about golf. I bet that's a topic. I can't be the only guy who thinks this. I got to ask you, when you play golf, and that's the rule that you cannot either touch the flag right. or reach down and uh, get a ball out of the hole, the cup, do you feel much safer with that? Uh, no, I don't. I, yeah. I don't think that's. I don't think that's the tiebreaker. The older you know, COVID rules are no benches, no water, no rakes in the trap, and uh, this this dreaded dreaded cup arrangement that is depriving hacks like me of sunk putts. It's like me, and uh, and finding a reward in heaven. Mm-hmm. I always say. Mm-hmm. Eating fish on Friday is right. not going to be the tiebreaker. I don't think it will be. <laughs> you know, when you get it, yes, yes, you've lived a very chaste <laughs> life. You were, you, uh, you know, you contributed to charities. You helped mankind, but you ate beef on Fridays during Lent, right? Eight times, purgatory for you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's the way it's going to work. I don't think so either. No, I don't think I so think either. I think the tiebreaker is going to be bigger than that one. That all stems back to some pope in the Middle Ages had a brother who was a fisherman. <laughs> yeah, that's right, a <laughs> fishmonger. That's yeah. right. Got to eat fish, get my brother some business. <laughs> that's right, the whole deal. All right, we went back and, and found. thank God Mary Helen isn't alive to hear right. that one. Yeah, right. be You'd trouble. be getting a call right Oh, yeah, now. or speaking of somebody showing up to the studio. Right. Yeah. Uh, we found Le- uh, Bill Quillacy calling Larry King okay. on, uh, oh. on YouTube here. What? That's going to be here. How are you? Hey, baby, how are you? Hey, uh, I can do it the last time I called you. I said I was the imaginary brother of Frank Quillacy. We used to play for the twins. I don't remember. What are you now? <laughs> I was the imaginary brother. That's why you can't be on the phone. Well, I have, though, Larry. Hey, well, how do you, how do, wait a minute, sir. Now, hold on. It's very important. I'm it importantly. If you are imaginary, how can you be talking? I could, uh, well, you see, I eat a lot of lead chips, Larry. They kind of to me. Have you ever had any? Any what? Lead chips. I feel them off my wall in my basement. Oh, I do that all the time. And it really oh. makes me psycho. Yeah, most people do that, though. Don't think you're alone. Oh, I was thinking of uh, going to Washington and uh, signing into a contract to uh, appear on the Sunday night show with Bernie Meltzer. If you're a psycho, come to Washington. You'll be right at home there, too. You can, uh... Oh, really? Uh, you can, uh... Where do you live, sir? Pittsburgh. What home? Uh... It's kind of a psycho ward, but I, I got I mean, out. Where, where, you're, a, you're a patient, obviously. Where? <laughs> about the show, Larry. The Bernard Meltzer, Larry King Hour. Sure. You can be a whimsical. Bernard can recite poetry. It'll be great. Perfect. Oh, Lord. I forgot how oh. long Larry carried it on. Larry oh, yeah. was great, wasn't he? Oh, it's wonderful. Larry wonderful. Was Could great. you imagine the number of goofballs that called yeah. into his show? But can you imagine how good a radio show had to be to come up with that? Some guy that felt felt yep. uh, you know that he felt that he deserved to call in and say it was Frank Willis's imaginary brother Bill. <laughs> right. Did we ever meet Bill? I don't think so. I can't. I can't remember if we met Bill or not. We must have met Bill. But that, fair, maybe. but that means he he had been on Larry King prior to that call, I believe, because he said, "Remember yes. when I called and told you I did that I was that, yeah. that I was that was just a little one." I think Frank's imaginary on. brother. Yeah, <laughs> this time, Larry. Hey, Larry's still with us, isn't he? I think, I think so. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you don't, you don't. Larry and his eight wives, or I think it's eight, isn't it? Eight, seven is. or eight wives. Yeah, he got to be ninety-five. So you don't think out there somewhere in the ether, Rocco Baldelli has a crazy, uh, crazy brother, imaginary no, brother somewhere? A, no. Yeah, but you'd have to be Rocco's brother and say, hello, I am Rocco's brother. And, uh, I support all things in Minnesota, and uh, we're, we're, uh, we're doing fine here as a country. And, you know. yeah. uh, here we go. Uh, he is 86. Really? Spouses. Frieda Miller, 52 to 53, annulled. Annette K, 61, divorce in 61. Aline Aiken, 61, divorce in 63. Mickey Stuffin, Stutfin, 63 to 67. Stuffin. Uh, went back to Aline 
Mac Akins, he married 67 her again? to 72. Yeah. He the divorce back. didn't work out. He says. Sharon Lepore, 76 to 83. Julie Alexander, 89 to 92. And Sean Southwick, 97 to September of 2019. He's got okay. five kids. Okay, really. And... Uh, so he had a gap there, though, about 15 years, then from 73 to uh, he 87. He played the town 83 to 89. He was a 83 player. 83 to 89. Yep. Okay. He was rocking. Eight, eight total if you count the one twice, then. Right, right. Okay. I thought this one and him hated each other, though, but he's still married to her, huh? Or uh, no, well, no, they divorced last year. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 I think it was a very acrimonious divorce. Yeah. I'll tell you, though, I, when that first, before he ever got on TV or anything, when that first was playing on KSTP at night at oh, midnight. Yeah. I used to listen to it all yep. the time. And then Art came along. Late oh. night late night radio on KSTP AM fifteen hundred was the best. Yeah. Huh. This is Larry, Art Bell, West of the Rockies. Yeah and Larry from what, ten to one maybe or well, we had nine? Tom Snyder too. Yeah. And then uh Bruce Edwards with the money talk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was always entertaining. Sally but, but Jesse Larry Raphael. was like night and then Art Bell followed Larry. Like it was overnight and midnight, and midnight to three or something like that. Art How many great. times, Rook, when you were running those shows at night, would you nod off a little bit at the board? Uh, uh, Art <laughs> Art could nod off. Art convinced Bob Davis to drive around the country in nineteen ninety nine to waiting for the world to end. There was where, where is Davis? Uh, he's cruising in a uh, refurbished ambulance and doing he a national national podcast in a, in a hammock. Yeah, and he's got a <laughs> coffee machine. He's got a good podcast. Him and Mishki go around the world, or not around the world, around the country to find. Or they stuff not, not traveling not together. together. They're okay. not together, but they're both. It's the same concept. Mishki will go. In somebody's house in Oklahoma, he found sitting on the porch, not wondering if he's going to get chopped up or <laughs> shot, but he'll just, he draws stuff out of these characters. That's fantastic. Oh. It's the, I remember the Mishki Road. Mishki Roadshow. Roadshow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow. And the Bob Davis is the Bob Davis podcast. Yeah. I, I got to go. I love Davis. I got my favorite Davis still as I'm telling about the Ryder Cup for 12 minutes. And he says, Is that soccer? Yeah. <laughs> Are we talking about soccer? Yeah, he didn't know his sports. <laughs> no, he knew less than Barber ever thought of not knowing. So, oh, all right. All right. You better go. Well, aren't you? Well, I he's going to tell the fine folks Josh. of Monday Night Sports Talk oh. who the sponsor is here to Monday Night Sports Talk. All right, gay. Podcast. See you, bro. See you, bro. I'll see you, bro. All righty, buddy. Uh, let's see. We're starting. Uh, cue the talent. We're starting You're right out of here. Here we go. Josh Arnold talking points for Ricey endorsement. Oh, wait. Yeah, no, you don't need to read that that's part. That's not the part. That's, <laughs> that's not the part you need. <laughs> See, that, that was a joke. That, well, you, that you knew was, that. that was, no, you know that. what you're doing? You're setting it up. You're that setting the stage. Exactly. If you have questions about your retirement savings, you want to work with a person that knows what the hell is going on. That's right. Do what I did and work with a person that I know you can trust. This is Ricey. And you need to see my guy, Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk, now! When? Now! Now! Before Trump gets his head on uh, no. on Mount Rushmore, you got to see him before then. <laughs> Especially with what is going on in the markets today. You need Josh's straight talk, not sugar-coated advice. Sit down with Josh for a no-cost, no-obligation, 48-minute consultation to review your investments including your IRA and 401k. You can learn how you can benefit from Josh Arnold's focused approach. Call Josh now at 952-925-5608. Let me repeat that for you. 952-925-5608. Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk. He knows you once ate an entire sheet cake. He knows your selfie life isn't your real life. He knows what goes down in the DMs. Shouldn't you know your dog better? Now you can learn his inner secrets with Embark, the highest-rated dog DNA test. Unlocking over 350 breeds and screening for over 215 genetic health risks. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DNA, that's DNA, to get $60 off an Embark Breed and Health Kit or Purebred Kit with free shipping. That's promo code DNA to save today.